0: Good evening, everybody. Good evening. I'm Amy. And I'm Ashley. And this is episode two, of What yes. Just Be Like. And tonight we are going to talk ghosts and haunted places and legends and stories. And I'm excited. I'm excited, too. <laughs> I have been wanting to talk about this one for a hot minute because, you know, I'm my we each got a place that we want to talk about or a legend that we want to talk about and so we've picked our favorite ones yes so i've got a glass of wine and i'm ready to talk spooky
1: yay yay <laughs> it's been a long week guys. it has, been, it has a been a long week <laughs>
0: week and i'm i'm happy to be sitting down and recording right now
1: yeah me <sighs> too i'm tired <laughs> i'm so tired
0: but it's gonna be good it is gonna be real real good so before we get into it ashley you have anything you you had something interesting that happened to you this
1: week i did (laughs) (laughs) It took me a second i was like wait what happened this (laughs) actually got a psychic reading i did get a psychic reading um from a school in la uh they called me and it was interesting it was interesting um it was fun. I think that maybe I fed them a little bit more. I know you have totally yeah. fed them a little bit more. See, oh, this, is, okay.
0: this is what I'm so. You would think. I mean, come on. Now, can somebody that's interested in the paranormal be skeptical when it comes to phone psychics? I am so skeptical because it's so easy for them to research you on the internet. There's Google. There's Facebook. I mean, yeah, you may have your Facebook set yeah. to private, but if you share something that's public, if you don't go back and change your settings. Then everything you post afterwards is still going to be public, and they can just easily Google you, and then shit will pop up. So <laughs> I'm so I'm just so skeptical about like, I mm, mean, if it was somebody it, saying that they're psychic. Mm. And they're going to read my cards or they want to, you know, look in their crystal ball or, you know, they just, they want to give me a reading and they're sitting right there. Okay, I can deal with that. I, I find that a little bit more believable because you're face-to-face with the person. They're able to read your energy. They are surrounded by your energy and they're kind of able to pick up like that. But somebody over the phone, I'm, to me, that that that's very, very hard for me to believe.
1: Yeah. And, of course, I'm not saying that they were 100% accurate or anything like that. But it was fun and it was free. So I said, why not? Yeah, well, I mean,
0: if it's free, hell
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you know, free, it, do it, it didn't cost me anything because if it would have cost it, I probably would not have done it just for the reasons that you just mentioned. Yeah. Because it's really hard to do those types of things without being face-to-face and actually feeding off of one another's energy in person.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I know when I read tarot cards, I'm like, the person I'm reading for, I want them to shuffle my cards because that that's not. If I just go ahead and read for them and they haven't shuffled the cards or they haven't, you know, contemplated on the question that they have, you know,
1: Put if that I energy pull the cards,
0: in. they're gonna just read for me. They're not gonna read for the other person, and it's gonna make no sense. So to me, I feel like that kind of thing is like something needs to be done. It just it just rings Madam Cleo to me, and uh,
1: yeah, and it bugs me. <laughs> it- I'm not saying that it's not yeah. possible. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm far I mean, from and, it. And I know that you've given really good readings for me and for other people. And, and I can do readings. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it's just one of those things to where it's like we kind of understand the the background of it. You know, as yeah. far as like you having to feed off of the energy. And like you saying they have to put that energy into yeah. it. And I'm by so. no means
0: saying that like I'm psychic or anything. God knows I'm not. I'm just good at reading tarot cards. Right. Um, but... You know, I'm not saying that it's not possible for a phone psychic to be accurate. I'm pretty sure that there's probably tons of those that are the legit real deal thing. But, you know, some of them are probably just pulling shit out of their ass, to be honest. So I'm skeptical on it, but, you know, I'm not saying that it's not possible for it to be legit i what? mean hello come on i watch aunt Fridite on youtube and i mean hello the pop culture he is psychic so, so good i love
1: him he is so entertaining and what he does and the accuracy of some of the stuff I that he's know, done right? it has just um I, I, so I had to take a step back and i was like did did, did, he did, called that he did i mean i'm seriously, look him up on youtube because <laughs> i i
0: think he's awesome you might not but You know, it's entertaining, and And he's just funny. I love him. I just
1: saw where he put up one on the new Lady Gaga makeup. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet either, but I'm going to. Yeah, I
0: haven't watched it yet. So, you know, check him out. It's
1: entertainment, guys. Oh, yeah, because I'm a big Lady Gaga fan, and... She's supposedly coming out with a makeup line or whatever, and she that, is coming
0: out with a makeup line. Right. It's not supposedly like this. Should just come in yeah. like September.
1: Yeah. And so this reading is going to be like him saying, "This is how it's going to go. It's going to be good. It's going to be crap. What What are we going to be in for? God, is basically we're such what that is. Obsessed. We are. We are, and it's ridiculous because <laughs> I've I've spent so much money on makeup, like I can't even probably calculate oh speaking how of makeup much.
0: I've already got my Halloween costume planned out this year just saying guys spill I'm not I'm not I'm this is <sighs> staying hush hush till Halloween wait you'll have to wait till Halloween all right so but yeah I think that's kind of interesting that you did get a psychic reading yeah and it's cool oh yeah I wouldn't do it though if, even if it is free because I'm just like why when I can just pull my own car
1: <laughs> well yeah I guess it's just kind of to see how To me, I just wanted to see how accurate it was. I wanted to see, you know, who would come through. I wanted to, to see if, if, you know, they would, what they were doing, basically. And because you know, you've given me readings, and apparently November is supposed to be a really good month for me, according to you and to that psychic. And I've told you, November is gonna be a good month for you. For like, how? We did that in January. We did that in January. Our year in review. Yes. uh, uh when I did reading
0: yeah when I did um our year ahead reading I told you November was gonna be a good month you did and then when I did your reading back in what was it March
1: so I told you that. it was gonna be
0: a good month and then when I read your cards what was it weekend before last yep told you you had a lot but you needed to work on some shit that's personal shit we're not gonna get into that yeah. anyway and, and
1: I and I have been working on stuff mm-hmm. so there you go it's all Booyah. good
0: yeah. it's funny though because you and i both have the same tarot decks mm-hmm. and my deck
1: is such a we bitch do. <laughs> we i have do, a bitchy it's deck it's so pretty it's
0: very pretty and it's it, so my pretty. deck is very very bitchy and very very straightforward i'm like god it's me <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know they feed off of your energy too and that's where it's coming from it's like okay yeah so this yeah. is what needs to happen <laughs> okay we
0: so now that we've discussed the psychics yes. and Ashley's psychic experience psychic this week,
1: experience. Uh, <laughs>
0: what do we have on deck for today, Ashley?
1: Um, we're going to talk about two places that have really interest us and kind of discuss both of those and just see where it goes. Okay. So who wants to, do you want to start or should I? You can go ahead and start. Well, you've already got yours up, so I okay. can go
0: ahead and I'll save mine.
1: All right, so what I did was, or which one interests me, and I did look this up on their website. Um, we're talking about the Bell Witch. Ooh, yeah. Um, I've always liked that one. Yeah, and uh, you can always go to bellwitch dot com or bellwitchcave dot com. Excuse me. They do tours, and yeah, they do tours and things. Road so trip. it's very much an interesting topic for me, and I think it would be fun. To go, um, Ooh, because it's in trip. Tennessee. Hey, guess it's what? In Tennessee. So guess it's what? Right there. <laughs> guess what?
0: I have family in Tennessee and Kentucky. There you go. Oh, let's,
1: let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So basically, with the legend of the Bill Witch, John Bell, who was a farmer from North Carolina, along with his wife and children, they settled in Robertson County, Tennessee, in 1804. Okay. Uh, that farm consisted of 320 acres of rich farmland that laid on the along the Red River. It was very quiet, very reserved, very much as you would family. want family, right, to raise a family. You know as you
0: would want you know peace quiet mm-hmm. being out in the country and especially back in those days before you know absolutely technology and all that good stuff
1: absolutely the kid you didn't have to worry about your kids you know they just run around they have plenty of room to just you know be a, kids a good place outside. to you know start a life and <laughs> right absolutely for 13 years it was it was quiet it was peaceful and then in 1817 something that would happen and it changed their lives forever some of the family members began seeing strange-looking animals around the property. Then late at night, they started hearing knocking sounds on the doors and outer walls of the house. Um, later on, sounds are being heard inside of the house and sounds of a rat gnawing on the bedpost. Chains being drugged through the house, stones being dropped on wooden floors, then gulping and choking sounds. Ew right that's gross right i thought now
0: i'm pretty familiar with the bell witch and i believe it wasn't one of the daughters that first started hearing like the scratching noises yes
1: yes it was one of the daughters the family was terrified to and and kept that problem to themselves they kept it secret you know they didn't let it out oh i'm hearing this i'm hearing that well i
0: mean back in back in those days i mean you know paranormal everything was paranormal because a lot of these things probably nowadays we could probably explain them away i mean you're living in a you know a wooden home out
1: in the woods in the middle of nowhere with no one around you exactly and i mean
0: there's <laughs> gonna be animals it's not like modern built homes and you hear like rats gnawing. Well, oh, okay well yeah i mean you're gonna hear animals scratching and stuff mice mm-hmm. come on i mean and it's back not like then, they had pest control back then
1: right they didn't have pest control and People would probably think that they were crazy and probably try to get them locked up as well, they well probably because the think mental, right? Because the mental institutions that we see and have today, which are a lot better, not saying that they're great by any means, but they're better than what they were
0: shit in like, that today you can get thrown in a mental institution for anything. anything you can get thrown in a mental institution anything. just for being a woman
1: oh yeah okay oh yeah <laughs> so oh yeah
0: you know i can understand like wanting to keep it to yourself i mean even nowadays a lot of people have stuff happen to them and they don't want to tell nobody for fear of like oh my god people are going to think i'm nuts right so right. i can understand
1: that oh definitely but they did confide in a neighbor eventually when things started becoming just like intolerable like i just can't do this anymore yeah i uh, It's just getting to be way too much. And uh, their neighbor, James Smith, and... Sorry, James Johnson, excuse me. And Mr. Johnson and his wife agreed to spend the night there and they started witnessing some of those strange things as well
0: so basically that was kind of like hey how about y'all come stay over here and make see, sure we're not going make crazy Make sure we're not losing our minds <laughs> right like, you make see sure we're too. not going
1: crazy right
0: okay i can understand that
1: <laughs> so yeah mr johnson suggested that more people should be told and a committee was formed and an investigation started Um, And it wasn't long after that before people were coming from miles around to hear and witness the unseen force that uh, terrorized the bell home. And before long, this unseen force had gained enough strength that it now had a voice. Ooh! When asked who and what it was, it gave different identities. Obviously, they're not going to just come out and tell them who they really are. If if it's an entity trying to scare you, they're not going to just come out and say, oh, this is who I am. Well, I
0: mean, it (laughs) kind of begs the question... um maybe it was like kind of like poltergeist activity because there are were young children in the home it could happen and i do know that and you know correct me if i'm wrong but i have heard that there's research than like typically a, po- a poltergeist can manifest from latent psychic abilities of young children in a yep. home because Absolutely. they're going through puberty and hormones and all that energy. And they're it, already going it can, through so many changes. It can manifest, as is. and it can eventually manifest into its own kind of intelligent spirit in right. a way. Even though it's never been alive, it's never been human. It's manifesting from the energy of the home and the people in it, and specifically younger children especially those that are starting to go through puberty, teenage years. They're and, already
1: going through those changes. Yeah. And then they have this they change have added like, to it. And it's like, uh, and and they, they already just have kind of like
0: latent abilities that they're not aware of. Oh yeah. So, you know, there's possibility. Absolutely. Oh there. yeah,
1: it is. It is. And it's so
0: interesting to look back on and be like, Hey, what if, what if it was this?
1: Right. So cool. <laughs> um, but at one time it did say that it was a witch of a neighbor woman named Kate Bates. And, This is what many people believed, and from then on, the Unseen Force was called Kate the Bell's Witch. Seemed that Kate had two main reasons for visiting the Bell home. One was to kill John Bell for reasons that really no one knows why, because Kate never really gave a reason she just wanted him dead she just wanted him dead and the second okay. reason was to stop john's youngest daughter betsy from marrying a certain neighbor boy named joshua gardner so those were the two hmm. reasons that they're saying she, she just had a vendetta against this family for for whatever reason for whatever reason
0: <clears throat> and it wasn't like um she would talk and talk and then she threatened and then like well didn't she like supposedly poison him or something i think because I, I, I remember hearing about this story at one point and that all this activity was just happening until finally he started, uh, he got sick one night and went to lay down and then he never woke up the next morning Right. And they found yeah. like this little bottle on the table next to the bed and the witch proclaimed, I killed him, I killed him, and you'll never hear from me again.
1: Yeah, and she left. And, and she, she left. was gone. And nobody ever heard gone. from her again. Yeah. Um, but over the next three years, uh, Kate, tormented members of the Bell family almost daily, And John and his daughter Betsy were the ones who received the worst of the physical abuse. Betsy said that she had her hair pulled, she was pinched, scratched, stuck with pins, and even beaten. And John began suffering from spells of swelling with the throat and often had feelings of being feeling of a stick being stuck sideways in his throat. Then came the twitching and jerking of the facial muscles, Kate would blast him with curses and hideous threats during these spells, and as time went on, John Bell became weaker and weaker, and she was becoming well known and drew large crowds of people she was very intelligent in many things she knew the bible she knew people's past and the future so she had like psychic abilities and she could be in two places at the same time even miles apart from each other and
0: mind you this is a spirit not an actual person that we're talking about but they gave her a name right so but that is right
1: wow Right. So she finally accomplished her mission for coming to the Bell family. This is what you were talking about. On December the 20th, John Bell had died. It was believed that he was poisoned by Kate, and Kate took full credit of his death. And then in March of 1821, young Betsy broke off her engagement with Joshua Gardner. Um, She did bid everybody farewell and promised to return in seven years. And she did return in 1828 for a few short weeks. And during that time frame, when she came to visit the home of John Bill Jr. and had long talks with him about the past, the present, and the future. Again, maybe giving him like psychic greetings, like, this is what's going to happen. She made some predictions for the future. Kate also said that there was a reason for John Bill's death. However, she never said what the reason was. And after the second visit, she said that uh, her next return would be in 107 years, and that would have been in 1935. But then some believe that she never left the area due to the strange things that kept occurring in and around the town of Adams and the Bell Witch Cave over the many years. And there have been very many books written about this, and there was actually Andrew Johnson stayed there. Yeah. And he had experiences our president johnson andrew johnson yeah um stayed there and had incidents happen to him paranormal stuff that happened to him and he was just like yeah no we're never staying here again (laughs) that's
0: crazy (laughs) um definitely but like i i know that they had a ghost adventures episode about the bell witch cave didn't they yes and I don't think, I remember watching that one, and I don't think, like, they got some activity, but I don't think they really got, like, too, too much. I don't remember the episode very well. I've always been intrigued. It's like, did she live in the cave? Has she come from the cave? Has it always been a spirit there, but they, she just, like, took a name of somebody?
1: hmm
0: And, you know, what, what start what, what really started? And, uh-huh. but like you said, it, it's so old. Nobody has, que- everybody has questions about it, and there's no answers, really.
1: Right. I'd love to go there and see if something happens. Oh, yeah. I really, really would. I mean, I just can't imagine, like, being in that family. Not, I mean, even just being, like, Betsy, for example. Or her father. One of those two. You're sitting there and you're like, what's going to happen next to me? What, what, because there's nothing that you can do to stop this from happening at this point. I mean, there really isn't. And being another family member, like, the wife and the mother or the other siblings, because, you know, he had more than one kid. Yeah. And just sitting there and watching this happen to your dad or your husband or your sister or your daughter. And you can't and do you anything can't about do it. you can't do anything about it.
0: But it's like, I also kind of wonder, because this is just, you know, my brain wondering on things. Because, you know, I've thought about this story before. And, you know, like they said, it did focus a lot on Betsy and John. Well... What if,
1: mind you, what if... Right, this is completely hypothetical. This is completely hypothetical, and,
0: (laughs) you know, my conspiracy, allegedly, I don't know. I wasn't alive then, or was I? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but since it focused on them two so much, what if, you know, in some way, shape, or form, you know, Betsy had those latent, you know, psychokinetic or just latent abilities that she... Of course, back in the day, nobody would really think to understand or even try to understand. Right. That maybe if she had these... And what if she was kind of being forced into this engagement? Whether there was some kind of abuse going on from her daddy? Or and,
1: the the gentleman that was yeah, trying to get married to her. Or you both. know, one of those two things or both, exactly. And
0: what if, like, she was just suppressing all that and it's what formed the poltergeist so... It was kind of an extension of Betsy trying to, in a way, free herself from the abuse or trauma or whatever she was going through. So, to me, you know, that's kind of a a logical explanation, in a way. Yeah. Without, you know, with kind of still sticking to all the stories and being with it and everything. But it's interesting. That that is interesting. And that's something that really
1: could have happened because, you know, now women have more of a voice than what they did in the 1800s back in the 1800s women really didn't have a voice at all like you married this person and nine times out of ten it was already pre-planned like your yeah. life was set out for you from the day that you were you born you know this contracts is were made between families and exactly stuff, you know exactly so maybe she didn't have a voice like what you're saying and maybe she wanted a voice and that was the only way that she could get a voice i mean again yeah this is completely hypothetical we don't know that but we can tell you for a fact that women were not Treated as well as they well, are women now. Women were
0: not, you know, <laughs> women weren't allowed to really vote. They weren't oh, yeah, allowed they to were, really do much of anything. So I'd stay at
1: home, have babies, take care of the kids, cook and clean, and that was pretty you know much take care the of, the home, of and it, that was yeah. pretty
0: much a woman's duty, and that's what she did. Yeah. So you know, maybe in a way that, and I'm saying,
1: if you are still doing those things and you're a stay at home mother, that that's a, that's wrong at all, because I think that's a wonderful thing if you're if you're a stay at home mother. Uh, but that was what every woman had to do. There was no choice. There was yeah, no. It's was,
0: it was just it was it was life. That was what was expected. Mm-hmm. It was different from what it was now. So oh, yeah.
1: and I'm glad that it has changed the way that it has. But
0: that is like really. So I would, I want to go there. I would love. To, yeah, because you can do
1: tours and I'd love you can
0: to um, go to one of those um, cave tours that they have. Yes, that would be so stay in the, much. Stay fun. in the
1: cabin as well. I think that would be like a great road trip Mm -hmm. to do. And um, the cabin, the Bill, uh, the John Bell cabin that they have tours of, that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a replica, so it's not the actual so it's not the one. original. It's not the original one, but it's a replica of what it looked like. I mean, it's a house from the 1800s. It's not yeah. gonna withstand hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh,
0: no, some places but, do, but I mean,
1: and and I'm the the tours itself are very cheap. I'm looking online. It's I think it's like what twelve bucks, eight bucks for the John Bell cabin tour. And they have a Bell Witch Fest at Halloween at the Haunted Bell Witch Cav- uh, Cave in form. and Farm. That would be cool. Uh-huh. Well, this is from 2018. This hasn't been updated, but I'm sure they'll do something very similar. But they just have, you know, tours during the Halloween season, so that's very, very... That is It's awesome. the cave and the farm.
0: That is so awesome. So,
1: yeah, I think that that would be something very... Very fun, and it really intrigued me because you don't know a whole lot about the story. You don't know a whole lot about the background other than this family moved from North Carolina to here on this big piece of land, and shit just started happening. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: And I I wonder as well, like, maybe... It, does does the land have some kind of connection to, like, you know, Indian burial ground? or Because, you know, at some point there had to have been Native Americans living there that got driven off the land. It could have had, you yeah, know, those caves could have been sacred to them. You you don't know. So right. I wonder if that maybe has something to do with it as well. So there's probably, like, layers and layers and layers of history that, you know, we don't really no, and I'm sure at some point you and I are probably going to research into it a lot more, and we'll probably revisit the Bell Witch. You never know,
1: right? I just think it w- it, it really intrigued me, and I think it would be fun to go to just we need because, to
0: look into it more and do a trip.
1: Yes, I mean because Tennessee is not that far it's from really not. where we're at. No, it's really not. Um,
0: and like I said, well, I actually I I had family in Tennessee, but I, they all moved down to Kentucky ever since my grandmother died. So, um. So, it's been a while since I've been to Tennessee, but it, I'd love to go back, and I think that'd be really awesome. I'd Tennessee's like go, a beautiful state. Yes. Just in I'd general. I'd love to go to the Smoky Mountains. Beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I love the Smoky Mountains. They're so pretty.
1: Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah,
0: bad shit happens when I go to Gatlinburg,
1: though. Well, <laughs> we don't want that bad shit. Well, the last time I was in Gatlinburg,
0: so. um, I was in a car accident, and it sucked a lot. But, you know, it is what it is. It's something that always happens whenever I go out to Tennessee, so I try to kind of stay away from Tennessee
1: <laughs> not saying anything As wrong with Tennessee about it's just going and taking a trip to Tennessee I'm still gonna
0: take a trip to Tennessee you're not driving <laughs> you're not driving that was Ashley that was wrong you love me anyway okay so is that all you yeah. got on the the bell
1: witch uh yeah okay yep 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 so, so what you got for us
0: okay so we are going to take a <clears throat> hop skip and a jump down from tennessee and we're going to go to louisville kentucky
1: and what Ooh. is in louisville <clears throat> kentucky may you ask okay. yes what is in kentucky in
0: kentucky yeah is the waverly hills sanatorium
1: Ooh.
0: It is reportedly one of the most haunted places in the united states and i have been I don't want to say obsessed with this place since I was little but it's somewhere I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to do a ghost hunt there. I've all I, I've it's it's my thing. It's my jam. I've always wanted to go. I have family that lives in Louisville. Something's
1: always felt like it's pulling you there. Yes. You know. Every okay.
0: time I have gone out to Louisville with my mom to go visit family, I've always begged, like, can we please go to Waverly Hills while we're here? You know, screw going to the Louisville Slugger Factory. <laughs> screw going to the Jim Beam Distillery and taking a tour, which incidentally was, like, right down the road from my aunt's house. But, um, no, I wanted to go to Waverly Hills. And just to give you a little bit of history on it, it opened in 1910 as a two-story hospital to accommodate around 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients. So this was in the early 1900s, and Jefferson County, where this is located, was ravaged by an outbreak of tuberculosis. So it prompted—we
1: have vaccines right,
0: now. <laughs> um, it did prompt uh, the construction of this mm. hospital due to this outbreak. So, when the hospital closed in 1961, it was because of the antibiotic drug, streptomycin, which lowered the need to have such a hospital because it was able to treat the tuberculosis and, you know, so less people had it. So, you didn't really need a hospital specifically for this for quarantine and Mm -hmm. to kind of keep a place for everybody for it. Um, Now, currently, there are plans developed to convert the sanatorium into a hotel and a conference center so you know what if that ever happens bitch sign me up i'm gonna go stay (laughs) okay yeah that's just all it is um and just so you know this is all coming from the wikipedia on the history of it the land today that is known as waverly hill was originally purchased in 1883 as a family home it was pretty far from any existing schools at the time so Mr. Hayes of the Hayes family who bought the land decided to open a school for his daughters to attend so Waverly Hill started as a one room schoolhouse on Pages Lane and hired a Miss Lizzie Lee Harris as a teacher due to her fondness for um, Walter Scott's Waverly novels they named it the Waverly School so they liked the name this it was kind of peaceful sounding so they named the property it was on Waverly Hill So when the tuberculosis outbreak happened, the board of tuberculosis hospital kept the name when they bought that land and opened the sanatorium. So that's how the sanatorium became to know Waverly Hills. When the outbreak happened, there were so many tuberculosis cases in Louisville at the time. So being on the wetlands along the Ohio river and everything, it was perfect for the bacteria. So, I mean, the wet, everybody's coughing. It's, Basically, when you call tuberculosis is spread by, you know, the water droplets. So it's very airborne and being in the wet and the heat, the humidity. Absolutely. Very easy. Um, So they tried to contain the disease. So this two-story wooden sanatorium was open, which consisted of an administrative main building and two (sighs) open-air pavilions that had, like, 20 patients each. So that way they could treat these early cases. Mm -hmm. So as... Time went on, and by August 31, 1912, all tuberculosis patients from the city hospital were relocated to temporary quarters in tents on the ground of Waverly Hills, pending the completion of the whole hospital. By December 1912, the hospital for advanced cases opened for further treatment of another 40 patients. So they already had 40 to 50, so then they added another 40 more, bringing it up to 90 by then. And in 1914, they added a children's pavilion. So there was another 50 beds added. So making the known capacity of the amount of patients they could have be around 130. So, the children's pavilion was not only for the sick children there, but also for the children of tuberculosis patients who could not be cared for properly otherwise. So, not only did you have sick children there, but you had healthy children there. So, this report also mentions that the goal was to add a new building each year to continually grow. So, there may have been even more beds available than specifically listed originally. Um, It did expand several times. So, due to constant needs to repair on the wooden structure they did um start building everything you know out of brick concrete and so they began building what's now the current five-story building that holds 500 rooms back in March 1924 and then that new building opened on October 26. Uh, I'm sorry October 17th 1926 so after the streptomyosin was introduced in 1943 the number of cases gradually lowered so there wasn't such a need for such a large hospital and then any remaining patients left there were moved to hazelwood sanatorium in louisville and then they closed waverly hills in 1961 um let's see
1: so here. it did its job yeah
0: it did its job and then back in 1962 it reopened as the woodhaven geriatric center so it became a nursing home that treated aging parents of various stages of dementia and mobility limits as well as the severely mentally handicapped um, it did fail because it was severely understaffed and vastly overcrowded so there were also reports of patient neg- neglect at the time and so it was closed by the state of Kentucky in 1982 then in 1983 it was bought by a developer by the name of J. Clifford Todd and for the amount of $3 million They wanted to convert it into a minimum security prison, but they dropped the plan after neighbors protested. Then they proposed converting it into apartments, but they counted on the Jefferson courts to buy around 140 acres from them for $400,000 to give them the money to start the project. Well, obviously, no, that didn't happen.
1: Which I think I would have probably protested. Yeah. The I would have been one of those neighbors that would have been like, Yeah, I don't want that near yeah. me.
0: Um they have become, you know, restoring it in two thousand one and so it does host a haunted house attraction each Halloween. And so the proceeds of that haunted attraction goes towards restoring the property even more. Um, they're currently restoring all the windows in the building while restoring the interior of the old sanatorium as well. Um, they do have, now this is just history of it. And I'm sorry if it's boring, but I, I find it, you, you kind of need to understand in order to get into why it's haunted.
1: Right. Yeah. They had all you gotta these you got to have the pe- background.
0: All these people were there.
1: Yeah. And Lots of people.
0: You got a, tuberculosis, people were dying. You had healthy patients. You had sick patients. You had healthy staff members. And I mean... Come on, even those early in in the nineteen hundreds, still you kind of imagine, you know, hygiene probably wasn't the best, and medical practices weren't the best. It's not like, you know, nineteen nineteen compared to two thousand
1: nineteen. Oh yeah, so, for sure.
0: You know. Anyway, they also we have, have indoor
1: plumbing. Yes, they also <laughs> have a that.
0: tunnel that was built there. It was an entrance and exit for the workers of the sanatorium. It was built on the first floor with the rest of the building. It's 500 feet to the bottom of the hill and has a set of stairs on one side, which was the stairs used for the workers. On the other side, there was a cart that moved up and down the staircase, which transported supplies and other necessities. So what ended up happening was when patients began dying at a rapid rate at the peak of the disease, They started carrying dead bodies down this tunnel to keep other patients from seeing the dead people because of how many people were dying every single day. So what they would do is they would take these dead bodies from the morgue and they would cart them down this tunnel to train tracks at the bottom and then they would load these dead bodies onto train cars to be taken away. So that way, nobody at the hospital would see the dead bodies.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I, I would never want that to happen to my body at yeah. all, ever. But,
0: that was, but it, you know, it kind of made sense because, you know, you have people already sick there. And the last thing they want to worry about is... You know oh my god I'm gonna die I'm gonna die I'm gonna die I you know I work at the hospital oh, yeah. I, I, I mean and I'm, not, I'm not saying so that they should not have the last thing you want as private anybody as possible. there that you kind of have an idea that that person's not gonna recover you want to keep that as far away from them as possible because you they're already going through it as it is and the last thing you want to do is make kind of their last possible days moments hours whatever amount of time that may be. you don't want them to have to kind of face that thing
1: Now, Um, what I have – now, what I am questioning about that is the families of these patients, they were just allowing them to just say, okay, you can just do whatever you want to do with my loved one's body? No,
0: these bodies, I mean, they were going to the families and everything, but when they were moving them from the hospital to, like, the undertakers, and that's how they would get them from the hospital to the undertakers. So that way, the patients that were still alive – wouldn't see because they were having so many people die. I mean, Ashley, between 8,000 and 63,000 people died there. I mean,
1: I mean and I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not denying a lot of people died there. Yeah. It just was kind of just like, you know, the families. Like, yeah. I, I would want to know what's going on well, with I'm my loved Well, I'm pretty sure they told body. them. You know, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm pretty
0: sure they told them. But, I mean, you know, you have to have an efficient way to get them from the morgue oh, to the undertaker. And that was probably the best possible way they could do it without upsetting of everybody else around so then i say all of this to lead up to why it's spooky so not only did they have all these deaths from tuberculosis but there has been two suicides that are very well known and the weird thing is that both these suicides took place in the very same room years apart there's been rumors of doppelgangers ghostly children demonic forces there's been like they talk about a shadow person they call the creeper that like you can see crawling along the floors, the walls, the ceilings. It's is really weird. So, it's very, very spooky. And it sounds I'm trying to find about spooky. who it was. It was 5... Was it 502? Yes. It was room 502. Now, in 502, in 1928, the head nurse of that room was found hanging from a light fixture. It was believed to be suicide triggered by depression over unwanted pregnancy. No one knows how long she hung there before somebody found her. Now, the reason a lot of people may not think that she's suicide or they want to talk it to an unknown pregnancy, the story that I've heard about this head nurse was that she was fooling around with one of the big league doctors there and he knocked her up. And he wanted her to have an abortion. And she didn't want to have it. And so a lot of people, it kind of goes on. Well, he finally talks her into her having the abortion. The abortion goes wrong. She hangs herself. The other one is that he kills her because they get in a fight over it. And then he hangs her from the light fixture to make it look like she killed herself. And he gets off scot-free.
1: And what year did you say this was? This, this was again? 1928. So you also have to think about that time frame, too. Yeah. Yeah. A unwed when um, mother and right, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's possible for both of those things to have happened for her to just said, you know what, I'm not married, I'm having someone else's baby. He, and supposedly the doctor was married, and so right, like so. There's two. I'm, ha- I'm pregnant with a married man's child. Yeah, and you know I'm gonna but look. But see, it's not confirmed, though. You know. Oh yeah, so
0: definitely, it, definitely. So there's there's a lot of but um, that unknown about why she committed her suicide. There was no note left or anything.
1: That conspiracy does make sense of yeah. for both of those reasons. Yeah. Like, he's like, no, you're not going to mess up my marriage.
0: You're not going to mess up my life. Sorry. You're not
1: going to mess up my life. And then she could have been like, I don't want you to mess up my life. And he may have been like, well, I'll leave my wife. And, yeah, and well, then happen. you know, whatever, and, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many different happen. things. This is a Lifetime movie. Just yeah, wait it's, it's to a Lifetime movie. It is. <laughs> it is a Lifetime movie. <laughs> movie. The Lifetime movie, Waverly Hills. Yes. Which it really might be a lifetime movie. Of a, I don't know, a death but of a nurse. it just sounds like it anyway, could be. A lifetime anyway, movie. this part will be cut out. Anyway,
0: so <laughs> going on for the lifetime movie. You want to add another part to the lifetime movie? What? Uh, not even four years later, uh, after that original head nurse hung herself in room five hundred two, another nurse jumped off the roof patio to her death. There's no records that exist that explain why she did it. Some believe she might have been pushed. Nobody knows. They don't know if she jumped. They don't know if she's pushed. There's, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. I'm reading this off of a ranker list from where True Ghost Tales featured a story by Joey, who was a visitor to Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Him and his friends learned about the spooky history of the place, so they decided to go, you know, break in, I guess, and have their own haunted experience where they did one of the tours. Um, they headed to see the roof to decompress after doing their tour, and they began to see shadows moving around and started getting scared. His friend Chris got so scared he wanted to jump off the roof. The group went back inside, still pursued by these shadows. They started to hear doors slamming shut, see mysterious footprints appear from nowhere in puddles of water. Um, the friend Chris began to cry and the rest of the group barely headed together, but they finally made it out of the sanatorium and back to uh, Joey's sister's car. So they don't really know if there was demise playing tricks. They were already creeped out by the place.
1: And it makes sense that that they would be having so many, you know, ghost-like experiences coming through. And ones that are probably in a, you know, they're still, they were very sick. They were in a lot of pain when they died.
0: Yeah. And supposedly um, this tunnel that I was talking about previously, you know, they call it the body shoot. And supposedly it's haunted. like people have heard footsteps in there. They've seen lights shining at the end of the tunnel. Like somebody's flashlight because it's extremely dark in there. And like they'll hear people talking. They'll hear the cart going up and down. It's it's creepy and it it terrifies me and I don't want to (laughs) go. I really, really, really want to go
1: i just wouldn't want to go alone
0: supposedly there is a um story told there about a woman who's an elderly woman that supposedly roams the hospital she moans she's moaning and bleeding from her chained hands and feet when she cries for help though people try to help her she always runs away screaming in terror um so a lot of the treatments that were done there for tuberculosis weren't always the most humane they did the hot cold water baths they did electric shock they tried to sit you outside because they felt like fresh air would help cure you and all the while these patients are just like drowning to death on their own on their own fluids because that's what tuberculosis does to you right and of course then they had mental patients there too at one point and then you had lobotomies being done there all sorts of stuff being done there and so you kind of understand even these people they were still they were even though they were suffering as it was from illnesses they suffered even more at the hands of the doctors that some of them of course some there's gonna be some crappy doctors and of course there's gonna be some good doctors that are just there trying to help them nurses that are just trying to help them so, I mean, it, it's kind. Of, it's very, very sad to know that you have those there. But one of my absolute favorite stories of Waverly Hills is about one of their most well-known ghosts named Timmy. Timmy's a little boy about Timmy. six or seven years old. Timmy! <laughs> He's about <laughs> six or seven years old um, when he died in the hospital. Since he Aww. died with his whole life ahead of him, a lot of people believe that his spirit can't move on, so he wanders the hospital trying to have fun. Um, a lot of times people will bring balls with them, for him to play with and many will see the balls move on their own and i've seen like when ghost hunters went there they did their halloween special there year one year i think and the ball actually they left a ball out for timmy said hey come come kick the ball let's play and the ball was just sitting there and they nobody was touching it nothing and the ball just went rolling down the hall like somebody had just gone up and kicked it and they were nowhere near it and that's not to say you know It couldn't have been faked for TV, but I just find it very interesting that that was something that was captured that's been reported there. A lot of times there's, like, a swing set, I think, an old rusted swing set from where they used to let kids outside to play on, like, this kind of, like, little patio area out on the roof. Some say that they can see, like, the old swing chains moving, like kids are playing on the playground. So, you never know.
1: Which is still possible that's like like what you just said when you die at such a young age you do have your whole life ahead of you and maybe it wasn't your time maybe just bad luck happened and you just have your your spirit stuck here because of that
0: well disease doesn't care how old or young you are exactly so and it, it's sad but you know i i think it's kind of cool that you know if if he is still there he's not lost he's not you trying know, to hurt anybody d- either he, he's not depressed he's not sad he's just wanting to play yeah and i think you know if he has to be stuck in a place for the rest of his afterlife i mean hey at least the kid's having fun man right let the kid play
1: ghost right. or not leave him a ball in there let him have his fun
0: absolutely so i am going to um and i've got a couple more stories that, that i'm gonna read from this list on here uh, i talked about the creeper about the shadow this one says that the creeper is a dark, terrifying entity that crawls along the floors and walls of Waverly Hills. Some believe it's a demon. Some believe it's a human spirit that may have been twisted by the trauma of dying from tuberculosis. But anytime anybody sees it or experiences it, they're just filled with, like, cold, just dread fills them. And they're they're terrified or they won't even go back. And so they've seen that one a lot um let's see I'm gonna finish up with this one um going back to the nurses that died there is a woman that worked there back in like 2006 I believe her name was Mary Lane. she was a young woman who lived in the sanatorium while it was open on September 10th 2006 Tom Halstead of Missouri Paranormal Research took a photograph of a ghostly apparition that looked almost exactly like Mary now, some believe Mary is the nurse who hung herself in room 502, one of the nurses, while others believe she's the daughter of one of the Waverly Hills doctors who contracted TB herself from prolonged exposure to patients. So her dad worked there, and so she was there all the time. So.
1: And I'm sure that that happened a lot oh, when the yeah. doctors and nurses and things ended up getting the disease just from being around those patients. Well, so yeah, they did. It takes a really strong person to be able to handle taking care of patients that are in those types of situations Absolutely. to where, you know, you're, you're in confinement. Like, I, when AIDS first came out, like, people didn't know how it was spread. People didn't know how how you got it i mean it was very new nobody knew anything about it and you know there were doctors and things that were just like you know what we're going to make sure that these people get the care that they need so i mean i kind of reference those too because it kind of gets that same Oh, i mean
0: i work in a hospital and so you know i see that kind of care on a daily basis you know it takes a strong person to do it i interact with young people i interact with elderly I interact with their families, and you know, I, I I I give it to the nurses and them. I give it to the nurses and doctors. I mean, I, I I've had some ones that have broken my heart, and it's like I wish there was something I can do. And mm-hmm. to know that there's nothing I can, but at least I gave that person, you know, at least a little bit of a light conversation, at least a little bit of happiness when they're feeling. At their absolute worst. It takes a very special person to be a doctor or to be a nurse oh, or to be a CNA.
1: And, and God bless every person that's listening to this that is a doctor, a nurse, or especially the work in like hospice and things of that nature. You know, God Some bless the, you. It takes a special type of person to do that. And you are angels here on earth for doing it.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean... It, it, it takes a special, special person to, you know, work in that kind of setting to care for people that have, you know, that are going through these things.
1: Absolutely. And so,
0: and, and to me, there's just, so, having so many people have gone through that hospital and all the iterations that it's been, you know, from a mental hospital to a geriatric home to a tuberculosis hospital, I mean i want to (laughs) go i want to go and i want to invest i want to do a ghost hunt at waverly hills so bad like it is my bucket list It's probably like if not number one is like number two on my bucket list yeah i want to do it so bad just even if i get like scared fucking shitless i want to go so bad it's like um on my haunted bucket list I have Waverly Hills New Orleans Savannah yeah you know all these creepy places I would really 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 really
1: which you know, we may be talking about a whole lot of those places that you Uh, just mentioned uh, so uh,
0: I know and we will be talking about a lot of those places that I just mentioned so stay tuned
1: because it's coming I can't wait
0: (laughs) um I I want to talk about Charleston Charleston, South Carolina Mm -hmm. because that's a really kind of spooky town too uh Coincidentally, I have the woman I'm actually named after lives in Charleston. and was my mom's best friend, and you know I've always kind of she's always like, oh y'all to come visit, y'all to come visit, Bobby y'all to bring your daughter out to come visit, and I want to meet it because I've never met my my Aunt Diane, so oh you need to bring her out to visit. I've never seen her and blah blah. blah. So, you know, maybe one day we can make a trip out to Charleston, and that'd be kind of cool. Because, I mean, it's not that far from Myrtle Beach anyway, so. It's
1: not, let's I take mean, a trip to Myrtle Beach and go. Don't okay. they do,
0: um, like, haunted tours in Myrtle Beach, too, like, during Halloween? Or is it, like, Wilmington, I think.
1: I think it's Wilmington.
0: I'd like to do that.
1: Yeah. I think that'd be um, so
0: cool. I would love to do, um, they have ghost tours in Richmond now.
1: And and that's another thing. Yes, we're going to Richmond, talk Virginia about Richmond, Virginia. People, is, <laughs> uh, you know, w- we live in the state of Virginia, and with it being one of the first original thirteen colonies, uh, 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 they fir-
0: the first original yeah,
1: thirteen colony, right, right? The first, right? <laughs> Uh, there there's so much rich history between the the original thirteen states, especially you know, just in general. Yeah. The the original thirteen states. So I think it would be cool And to, not to mention
0: that where we live, we actually live close to a well I live a hop skip and a jump down the road from a Civil War battlefield. Yeah. So I mean we got that kind of history here too where we live.
1: Yeah so you're so gonna not hear us only, of that. So we we do live in a highly paranormal area with it being one of the original, like you said, the original first colony and being one of the 13 in general and having such a rich history with like the Civil War, the Revolutionary, Revolutionary yeah. War, you know, those types of things. So there's bound to be some type of paranormal activity God, all around us. So and much it, digging. <laughs> it's so cool to me that we live in an area that is like that.
0: And we have a... We're going to be talking about a plantation here before too long. Yes. So, this goes out to everybody listening. Have you ever had a paranormal experience at Berry Hill Plantation in South Boston, Virginia? If you have, please let us know what your story is. Because everybody's already always heard. As long as I've been alive and been in this town, I've always heard, oh, Berry Hill is haunted. Berry Hill is haunted. However... I have never experienced anything at Berry Hill, and I have never heard a direct story from anybody that has experienced anything at Berry Hill. Like I've asked people, like, "Hey, have you ever?" Well, I haven't ever had anything happen to me there, but so and so said, like, "Such and like, it's haunted," or they had this happen. I'm like, "Okay, well, I want to know about it because I think it's interesting." And with it being such an old, old place and it's still in operation and, you know, it's a hotel now. It is and a conference a restaurant. center and a spa <laughs> and I mean, it's, I mean, it's a wedding nice. destination. It's, it's a, it's a gorgeous beautiful place. location. It's Absolutely gorgeous. One of the most
1: beautiful places that, that we have here in Virginia, to be honest. I mean, oh, Virginia it is. is a beautiful state, but to me, I just, you know, I've always kind of like you have heard stories. I've been out there Oh, I mean, I've been out there too. I've never, I've never never really had anything happen to me either. But I'm with you if you have and you're listening. Please reach out to us. We'll tell you how to do that at the end of the podcast, and let us know. Reach out to us. Say, hey, this is what happened to me when I went to visit them or anywhere because we want to be able to tell some um, of your stories. In the last podcast that we wanted to go through and tell one of either our stories or ones that we've had sent to us so yeah you know we want to keep doing that so please 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 Let us know. send us some of your paranormal also stories if you
0: went on you remember the ghost hunt they had at berry hill like what was it back in like 2011 2012 something like that the Limber like came out yeah. dead yeah. if you went on that and you had something happen to you i want to know because i think that's so cool because i didn't get to go and i really 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 i know wanted we to were go. talking about it we really and wanted to go i, remember I just didn't that. have the money to go yeah because it, it was no pretty... aiden was really 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 little and then i didn't have it, it just it, for some reason i don't remember why it just didn't happen it,
1: for me i believe it was money because i believe it was like it was pretty expensive to yeah, go and and i was just like yeah i don't mm-hmm. really
0: but see, I also think maybe because we haven't like had anything happen, we haven't. I have never stayed the night at Berry Hill, so I mean, I've just been there for like no, yeah. oh, maybe the guys' band played, and I was there for a little bit. We went and took pictures there one time. We did. And but I'm, maybe that's why I don't think I've had any kind of an experience there. So it, yeah, if you've got a story from Berry Hill, let us know. So that way, coming up on a future episode, we can add your story in. Yes. So. I think about does it for me today we are going to talk about richmond though because i richmond's got some history and i've been seeing a lot on facebook about they've been doing a lot of haunted tours and that might be kind of something we might want to go on and then come back with the story okay and have a discussion about that on a future episode and um, i don't know
1: going back to one of us telling our stories or telling one of our listeners' stories. Do you want to tell a scary uh, paranormal story that you've experienced? Absolutely.
0: fucking
1: right. Well, let's hear it. Okay. What you got? What you got? I've got a
0: lot. <laughs> Me and you both have a lot. A lot, lot so. <laughs> of stories. Do you want a... Do you want one from when I was little? Do you want one from
1: a, a, a more
0: recent?
1: Let's do from your childhood.
0: My childhood. Okay. Um, one that really kind of sticks out to me. And this actually, it, it, it's kind of validated in a way. When my mom and stepdad, they bought a house up on, well, they bought a double wide, And my step-grandfather gave them the land to put it on. And he lived with us. So that just kind of sets it up Anyway, we was out kind of out in the country on a dirt road. And of course we did have neighbors, but you know, it was, it was pretty quiet out there. Anyway, my room was on the back of the house and my window was pretty high up off the ground. I had this real big oak tree back behind my room. Well, it, as any kid, you know, during the summer, of course I'd leave my window open and during I never thought to like close my window or anything. Well, one night it was raining and, you know, it stormed pretty good, but it was still raining and I'd gone to bed and I couldn't sleep, so I got up and I got on my computer and I'm on the and on the internet and I'm just, you know, surfing and carrying on, whatever. And at about three o'clock in the morning I hear three knocks on my window and it was loud. I mean, it was a definite just knock on on glass. And it made me stop. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it's 3 o'clock. It's late. Maybe I'm it's finally the getting... It's
1: witching hour.
0: Oh, shut up, Ashley.
1: It was 13.
0: <laughs> anyway, so I was like, okay, well, it's late. And I'm getting tired. So maybe I'm just imagining things. So I go back to what I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go to bed soon. Anyway, so it's about five minutes later. So I hear it again. And it's louder. And it's harder this time. So I thought, I'm like, okay, No. I fucking heard that. And so, me being the only one up scared me half to death. So, I got up and I went into my mom and my stepdad's room and I woke my stepdad up. I was like, Look, dude, there's something, there's somebody out there. They're knocking on my window. Please, can you go outside and look? Please go outside and look. I'm like, it's, it's terrifying. Something's knocking on my window. And I mean, I'm terrified. But uh he gets up and he goes outside with a flashlight and I'm looking out my window at him and I can see him. He's looking around. Nobody's outside. Nobody. Now, remember, I did have a tree back behind. Well, none of the branches were low enough to hit my window. And you know what a tree branch sounds like when it hits your window. It's more like scratching. It's not like somebody knocking on your window. Just heavy-handed knocking. And my window is a good... You've seen that window. It's a good... Yeah, you'd have
1: to be, like, tall and Six, seven feet off the ground. Slender man, almost.
0: Yeah. And see, I'm, like, five foot three, five foot four, I guess, give or take an inch or two anyway I had whenever I would try to get something on my window I'd have to hold something to reach my window that that's you know how high up my window up was and there were no footprints on the ground or nothing there's no branches hitting my windows nothing there was nothing there from that night on I could not once it started getting dark my window would not be left open I would close my window. I would pull my blinds and shut them and then i would also shut my curtains and it would stay like that until it till the next morning and then i would open my blinds and my curtains again but i always felt like if i left my window open and i looked i would see somebody standing at my window looking at me and it never failed like clockwork i would hear knocking on my window three o'clock in the morning like and that lasted god knows how long until finally it just stopped i guess I don't know when it stopped. It just stopped. But I never lost that feeling like if I opened my window in the middle of the night and I looked out, somebody would be looking right back at me. So fast forward some years and me and Denny move into the house. And Aiden, my old room became Aiden's room. No, Aiden's about, what, three, four years old at the time when we moved over there? Yeah, something like Give that. Give or take. Yeah. Anyway, so my old room became his room. Well, right from the get-go. Aiden did not like that window. Aiden had to have his blinds closed and his curtains closed and the window could never be opened, especially at night. It never failed. And I asked him, I was like, Why don't you like your window? He's like, Well, mommy, I feel like somebody's gonna be looking at me. Now, mind you, I never told my four year old what happened to me when I when that was my room. Never told him that. Absolutely. Never said a word. Never mentioned it to him because I don't want to scare my kid.
1: Right.
0: I mean, come on. Nobody wants their four-year-old scared. So, right,
1: because that's going to lead for long nights for you. Exactly. And nobody would. Nobody exactly. wants that.
0: And so, so now he and I both kind of have a thing about windows at night. I cannot stand to have a window that is not covered up at night. If I'm the only person awake or if I'm the only person in the room and everybody else is asleep, I can't sit with my back to the windows in our living room. It scares me. I feel like somebody's going to be sitting outside looking at me. Aiden is the same way. And it's because of that room. I'd never had it before. And after I moved out, when me and my husband got together, I didn't really have a problem. But still, even then, we had a sliding glass door when we in our first place. And even then, I couldn't stand to have that not covered up. So from that time, I I, I don't like dark windows that aren't covered up at night because I always feel like someone's gonna be looking at me and I feel like that has followed me so it's maybe not so much like a ghost story but it's something that happened to me that was unexplained that has literally had a lasting effect on me still to this day and I don't like it so honestly there was something going on with that land up there um my uh I, I've, I've got so many stories that i can go into it but for time's sake we're i'm not gonna get into gonna it we're gonna them for future podcasts because <laughs> yes. me and you so both have much. a lot i have um, a lot of recent on. ones too from like you know not so much when i was a child but teenager on up so i mean i got a lot there bud
1: yeah same here so We'll we'll share more with you guys as as we put out more. Next episode more, is Ashley's turn. <laughs> yeah, as we go through more podcasts and things of that nature. So, is there anything else that you want to add? Cause nope. I'm good. Nope, I on. think I'm good
0: for tonight. Oh, and before I get ahead of myself, where can they send our stories, Ashley? You can let us know on Facebook, which is Be Like Podcast, yep. Instagram at which is B. Give us a like, give us a follow, or you can also send us an email as well if, you know, messages ain't your thing. You don't want to slide in anybody's DMs. You can.
1: <laughs> or if you kind of want to be anonymous, too, yeah, let us know that. Too. I mean, we don't have to say email addresses that we got it from or who we got it from. Yeah, if we're not going to do that. If you want it to be completely anonymous, we're strictly going to tell the story unless you want your name to be said, this is what we were told. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so that email that you can send your story to is witchesbelikepod at gmail.com. Like I guess that about does it for us Yay. for tonight.
1: Absolutely. So
0: with that being said, y'all, keep it real and keep it spooky. Yes.
1: Night. Stay spooky.
0: Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's podcast was written and recorded by Amy Throckmorton and Ashley Link. It was produced by Will Albritton, Denny Throckmorton, and Wayne Pickerel. You can stay up to date when a new episode drops by giving us a follow on Facebook at Witches Be Like Podcast. You can also give us a follow on Instagram at B. If you have a story that you want to share with us or you just have a topic you want us to discuss, you can also drop us a line at WitchesBeePod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Spotify, and the Podbean app. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you on the next one.